everybody and welcome to their sports 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 podcast i'm joel anderson i'm jordan palmville and joining us as always is the sports outsider nobody's gonna know what that word is outsider. i'm the sports outsider, outsider. The sports outsider. yeah i don't know much about sports you guys know a lot about sports that is the premise i want to apologize my voice cracked on my sports the sports that's what it was like sports sports well <laughs> you are hitting menopause so yeah. it makes sense <laughs> Voice is cracking. You're becoming an old man. Old was, man disease. That was a pretty sweet burn. Yeah. You think yeah. he's going to go, you are 13, but then he goes menopause, which, right. which zags in a way that you're really right. not expecting. I'm always going A to D. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. We always skip over that, that caramely middle. Yeah. I don't like the C. I like the D. <laughs> yeah. Everyone at home, the premise of the podcast is that Phil doesn't know about sports and that he likes the D. Uh, and it is a big time in sports. Oh, yeah. College football, one weekend. Yep. NFL starting, uh, well, one game will be in the books by the Whoa, time this podcast yeah. airs. Uh, Philadelphia plays Atlanta. Sure. Thursday night football. I believe that mm-hmm. to be true. Not to mention uh, baseball postseason, fast approaching. Fast approaching. Yeah. Phil, what are you most excited about in your sports fall calendar, your fall sports calendar? Do you fall into sports? Uh, no. Well, you know, in the fall, like... I know that uh, uh, KFC Day is coming in January. Uh, you call it the Super Bowl. Right. That's We're a ways away from that. <laughs> uh, so I've got that to look forward to. You know what's fun? What? Is when all of you guys are at the bar uh, on, a, on a Sunday watching the Lions, and you always go to the same bar, which I won't mention here, so that the fans don't swarm. Uh, and I like to drop by around the second quarter, have a beer, say hi to everyone, and take off around the third quarter. Have you been I look going forward to those to every once in a while. I'll drop in yeah, like I two might. a season. I like never go anymore. So really? I well, ever since yeah. I moved to the valley, it's like no, I'm I I just can't bring myself to drive twenty minutes to to watch the Lions at uh, at, at, at Boardwalk Eleven. Whoa! Now the fans are gonna swarm. <laughs> oh, well, no. look out! I'll be at Boardwalk Eleven a couple of Sundays. Yeah, the fans will signing swarm, copies we'll, of his book, yeah. Generation Why Not, and right. other essays. Ha-ha, I like it. <laughs> I did write a piece for influencerupdate.biz uh, this week. Dot biz, oh, not a real website. Yeah. It's, Way to it's, bury the lead. No, I'm uh, <laughs> so it's about impressions data on YouTube. So make sure to go check that out. Holy crap. Like. Yeah. And we're sitting here doing our stupid podcast right. where we could be reading that article. I'm a regular blogger for influencerupdate.biz. So. Not, a real, not a real website. Uh, if, it it's, if it's dot biz, it's They're not... breaking news at that place. Yeah, but They've dot... got employees. Is there another dot biz? <laughs> I think anything other than dot com or dot edu or dot org I don't trust. But they're talking about the biz. Seems fake. Yeah, Seems it's... fake. Well, go there and check yourself. All right. Oh, on the show today, we have, yep. a, we have a Reebok executive. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, because of uh, Colin Kaepernick's new Nike ad campaign. Right. A lot yeah. of controversy. Oh, a lot. I'm sure pretty, Reebok's Pretty confident move by, you know, a, a mass market company to to take a side like this. Yeah. yeah. But at, it's, at the, it's really kind of out there. Like, you do not normally see, like, a blue chip, nationally recognized company wading into any sort of controversy. Yeah. Yeah, but Jared McGrady is here. Uh, Jared McGrady. Yeah, Jared McGrady from Reebok. Yeah, he's and, a marketing executive. And I'm a little there. worried because we talked about this a little before the show. Yeah. Every few years, Reebok thinks it's a good idea to take on Nike. Oh, yeah. And they make a big move and they spend a lot of money and they sign people like Frank Thomas. 
Yeah. You know? <laughs> and they, and they, yeah, the Wendy's guy. And they really, no, that's yeah. Dave Thomas. Yeah, sure. no, Frank Talk. Thomas, the big hurt. The Hall ah, of Fame. A, a, an excellent and largely unappreciated baseball player. Yes. Sure. Underappreciated. Not unappreciated. Un, yeah, underappreciated. But, but basically, guess what you don't want in a spokesperson? Uh, underappreciated. <laughs> yeah, an underappreciated baseball player is not going to sell shoes. <laughs> yeah, right, definitely right. not. Uh, I mean, of course, I bought the Frank Thomas cleats. I don't think many other people <laughs> well, there did. You go. You're the one. So Jared, Jared McGrady... It's going to clear the air about Reebok's plans well, then, right? Maybe, maybe they're we'll taking see. on Nike again. Maybe they're taking them on. Why yeah. else would he come out from the hole that Reebok hides themselves in you, for seven you years? You think they might do like a like a counter program? <laughs> he's thing? like some sort of monster that yeah. preys on a small European village. Yeah, he's like Gollum <laughs> and he senses the one ring is back and he's like, yeah, every seven years Reebok uh, comes right. out of the tomb. You got to hide your firstborn child. Well, I got to say, I'm, I'm going to predict right here. He's, he's going to come on here and he's He's going to talk to us about how they are they're going to go the other direction and mm. while nike has sort of staked its claim on this one side they're gonna they're gonna go the other way so yeah i'm guessing they they got some sort of nascar driver something very patriotic well after the 2016 election i'm no longer in the predictions business yeah so let's hear point. them out do we have a stunning conclusion to the 57 part st- wide world of weird sports yeah, series? Part Holy 57 crap. How of about, best athlete trash talk how about we absolutely promise that it is the conclusion regardless of how far we get <laughs> no i no i agree with uh, joel's offering to cut something short i we feel gotta like we take him up through on every last word what? this author worked hard what is happening right now every word well it's my segment the whole yeah. box of cigars yeah. <laughs> smoke them up johnny and news 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 but first johnny manzel update watch update johnny manzel update watch update brought to you by manzel's put your man boobs in a manzel today and unbranded batteries <laughs> they're silver and gold and yellow and brown and pink and orange and they've got lots of colors because we couldn't decide because there's no brand manager for unbranded batteries <laughs> Johnny Manziel clears concussion protocol, semicolon, gets Antonio Pipkind. Who? I, I am I'm curious as to... This one has a prologue. Oh. June 2nd, 1925. Oh, wow. New York City. Walter Wally Pip showed up at Yankee Stadium with a severe headache and asked the team's trainer for two aspirin. Miller Huggins, the Yankees manager, noticed this and said, Wally, take the day off. We'll try that kid Garrett at first today <laughs> and get you back in there tomorrow. Garrett, Garrett played well and became the Yankees' new starting first baseman, beginning a streak of 2,130 consecutive games played. Yikes. Pip was later quoted to have said, I took the two most expensive aspirin in history. That's <laughs> <laughs> eh, a lovely story. That's tough. When we last checked our hero, Johnny Canadian Football, he had been in the Protocol de Concussion de CFL. Mm. With its slogan, the friendliest concussion protocol in North America. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> but while Johnny was out, the Alouettes turned to Antonio Pipkin. Mm. Pipkin is in his second year in the CFL. He played D2 college ball at Ohio's Tiffin University. Guess the oh. mascot. The, uh, the, the Tifts. No, they're the, they're the, 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 the fighting lions. The dragons. <laughs> I'm disappointed. Oh, I figured man. one of you would have come close. The, I, I said, guess the mascot. You knew it was going to be I think I was close. I'm talking about Tiff the Magic Dragon. 
<laughs> Phil wins. Yeah. Points to Phil. Right. Uh, Pipkin led the Alouettes uh, to a victory over the Toronto Argonauts in his first start, 25 to 22. He was 22 of 32 passing for 303 yards, mm. zero TDs, one interception. During the week leading up to the that next... That sounds better than Johnny Manziel. It was better than Johnny Manziel. <laughs> During uh, the week leading up to the next game, Johnny Manziel cleared the protocol. However, head coach Mike Sherman elected to stay with Antonio Pipkin, and his Ooh. loyalty paid off this past Ooh. weekend. A victory over the first place Ottawa Red Blacks, not Boom. racist, 21 <laughs> to 11. Right. Pipkin Jordan, was, why are they called the Ottawa Red Blacks? Because <laughs> they thought it was a cool name, Joel. <laughs> Just listen back three episodes ago. Yeah. Asterix three episodes ago. Uh, Pipkin was 18 of 27 for 242 yards, uh, zero touchdowns again, two interceptions. You know, and like Manziel, Pipkin's had a, also had a short NFL career. He went undrafted. He briefly signed with the Arizona Cardinals, but two months later wound up with the Montreal Alouettes. He got into a game last season, but was cut back in June, only be brought back because of injuries at the QB position. Mm. Oof. Now, he's been practicing... Uh, Johnny's uh, been practicing, as we said, since last week. But we all know that old CFL truism. If you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. Uh-oh. <laughs> Is there a quarterback controversy in uh, Montreal? <laughs> no, no, no. A controversy, the quarterback. Oh, no. <laughs> they don't know what a quarter is because of the metric system. <laughs> Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Manziel's, put your man poops in a Manziel today. And... Unbranded batteries, put in a robot. The robot will go, because the robot's got power, because of the batteries, show. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Washington Capitals invent Stanley Cup keg stand. Ooh. Semicolon... Ruin it for everyone. <laughs> what, the Stanley Cup? No, the Stanley Cup keg stand. Ah. On June 7th, 2018, the Washington Capitals finally won their first Stanley Cup. Of course, true and unbiased observers will note they couldn't have done it without interference from the Russians. Yikes. <laughs> Alexander Ovechkin, Yagivny, uh, Kudzinov, and Dmitry Orlov. It was uh, team captain Ovechkin's first Stanley Cup. Before, of course, his first cup was a BVD youth medium. Of course. <laughs> that's everybody's first cup. You I don't want to get the small because that's just amazing. I actually wrote that joke. Well, I mean, I some 16. of us had to get There we the, go. Just uh, had it in the chamber. I actually did. You know, I wrote that joke when I was 16. Nice. And two, two days ago, uh, sorry, two days later, Ovechkin made history again. Four members of the Capitals held Ovechkin, his feet in the air, and his face submerged in the Stanley Cup's bowl as he sucked beer from it. As he was flipped back onto his feet, the crowd that had gathered at the Georgetown waterfront started chanting, Avi, 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 and Ovechkin pumped his fist along. By the end of the day, both forward Tom Wilson and defenseman Brooks Orpik had similarly been held upside down to chug beer from the hulking silver chalice. Wait, if, they, like if, that, if it doesn't have like the tap that's going directly in your mouth, are you just like submerging your face and it's going up your nose and stuff? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a stand, but there's clearly not a keg involved. Right. That's uh, that well. Feels but gross. in the 126 year history history of the Stanley Cup, this was its first keg stand. For all of the Stanley Cup's wild encounters in its storied history, it's been used for a baptism. Strippers have danced with it in New York. It's been deposited at the bottom of Mario Lemieux's pool. Yikes. Chris Draper's infant daughter shit in it. 
What? That's true. However, no player had ever attempted a keg stand over it before that summer afternoon in Georgetown. Probably because of that thing about Chris Draper's daughter. Right. A baby pooped in it, and then they drank beer out of the poopy... They washed it. With what? They throw in the dishwasher? Well, it was a large dishwasher. You can't and they use, put it on sanitized. You can't use sanitized. harsh cleaners. You can't use harsh cleaners on the, the Stanley Cup. The problem is, yeah, but you also got to make sure you put the Stanley Cup in the top rack so oh, that it top doesn't rack block the water rack. coming from smart. the bottom. That's why. So that you get a, a full clean, yeah. Um... But this was the, it had never been done before a keg stand, said the Hockey Hall of Fame minders who guard the trophy. Which, by the way, they're in no position to say that, well, like, they haven't been with it all the time. Yeah. Someone at some point probably would have upended themselves. Nope, and... nope, nope, they're with it all the time, Joel. Keg stands haven't been really that popular in the hockey world, I guess, mm. said the man who's been taking care of the Stanley Cup for the past 30 years, Philip Pritchard whose name just has a Vice Principal vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Vice Principal Pritchard. Vice Principal Prissard. Always guarding the Stanley Cup. Uh, while this is a historical first, Phil, you pointed this out, not everyone is having it. Hunter right. Wentworth, 19, a keg stand historian and brother at Alpha Delta Phi, noted that it was not technically a keg stand, as while a stand was performed and alcohol was consumed, the Stanley Cup is not a keg. Yes. Mm. Quote, it's not like you could return it to Joe's Liquor and Deli and get a deposit back. Right. I Fact. Mean, I bet Joe's Liquor and Deli would give you more than a keg deposit in exchange for the Stanley <laughs> Cup. I mean, that's not a great example for him to use, but yeah. But Stanley Cup keg stands spread faster, have spread faster than this country's apathy toward hockey. Hmm. Ovechkin and goaltender uh, Bragdon Holtby went on The Tonight Show and helped uh, host Jimmy Fallon do a cup keg stand, Ugh. who reportedly remarked afterward that he drank a larger bowl of gin on Wednesday. I was going to say, they know Jimmy <laughs> Fallon's like a legit alcoholic, yeah. right? That's yeah. not a cute story. That's a really depressing story. It's very sad. However, the keg stands, uh, these keg stands might be the last as uh, Capitol players and fans posted videos of their keg stands on social media. Something Hunter Wentworth, a college social media policy expert, called, quote, Maybe the most rookie move in the history of rookie moves. Mm. As Vice Principal uh, Philip Pritchard and two other Keepers of the Cup traveled over the past two months from Siberia to Saskatchewan, as each Washington player and coaches day had their day with the trophy, Cup keg stands at each stop became cause for concern. Parents, friends, and even a seven-foot referee all took their turns, holding onto the base of the trophy or even the more delicate bowl as they lowered their head into it. Hmm. While Pritchett repeatedly praised how the Capitals had reverently handled the cup, he said he had been, quote, advising them to quit the cup stands for fear <laughs> of damage. Of course. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen it. You don't want to put weight on it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, you may have. Well, have you seen which one have you seen? There's three. Stanley yeah. Cups? I yeah, mean, there's one well, that just stays in the Hall of Fame. That okay. one doesn't move. That one's in retirement. Oh, I, I should say not in person. Oh, okay. I mean, I've, I've seen it hoisted. Repeatedly by the Detroit Red Wings. Oh, but, you know. Hockey, hey, hey, hockey town. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, well, Philip Pritchard has this to say, Joel. We asked them politely not to do it. We're trying to preserve the history of the Stanley Cup. We don't want any unnecessary damage to it or a person in case they drop the person or he presses too hard or something. Someone could chip a tooth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or chip a Stanley Cup. <laughs> you don't want dental damage to be associated with hockey. <laughs> no. What what a black mark on the game that would be. Right. Yeah. Uh 
Uh, see here, it's not about the fact that they're drinking alcohol out of it. It's the stand portion of the equation yeah. that he's upset about. Because people have drank things out of it before. Yeah. Just I not... feel like it's more fun to just tip the cup and yeah. drink out of it like it's a cup. And act, yeah, act like it is a large cup rather than... But where's Jordan, the challenge? Jordan will probably remember, though Phil wasn't there, but when I uh, first won our fantasy baseball league, we have like a trophy, and I... It's in a shape of a cup. Yeah. yeah. I, in a, in, a, in a fit of passion, uh, ran to the bar at Boardwalk 11. Oh, man. It's going to be mobbed by fans. <laughs> and asked them how much it would cost to fill the trophy. I think it was like $25, and I did it, and I started to stroll back to our table being very proud of myself. Sure. Upon which it was discovered that it was in no way, shape, or form watertight, oh, <laughs> and the beer no. was definitely streaming out of the bottle. I didn't realize uh, you had paid for that. I thought you'd bought it in a glass and poured it in, and then... No, I got him to fill it. Yikes. <laughs> That's sad. Which, by the way, means that it was like I had, to, I had to pound... That was like four or five beers in there, and it. I had to drink it before it drained out you the bottle. You could have just dumped it out. You don't have to drink it. And waste... Beer? All right. That's alcohol abuse, Phil. Yeah. And I will not have that. Okay, joining us on the podcast, we have uh, Reebok marketing executive, Jared McGrady. Hello, Joel. Hello, Jordan. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Hello, Jared. What How are you, are you doing? About? You're laughing already? No, I'm just... I'm going to keep it light, too. Yeah, we really appreciate that, Pretty Jared. thrilled to have you on hey, here. Have you heard about the one about the interrupting cow? Uh, he no, moves in the I middle haven't. of somebody else saying something. It's a great joke. <laughs> I've not. Okay, it's a good yeah. One. yeah. Yeah, you didn't really Okay. Yeah. I didn't really execute it, but No, I love jokes. Yep. Uh, uh so can you can you go ahead and tell us uh you're on here to tell us about the the I mean this is pretty big for us. Uh yeah. Reebok launching a new marketing oh, campaign. Yeah. So every right seven every Nike. seven years we try to take on Nike. Yeah. Uh then we go back if we fail we go back to the drawing board. Spent seven years really <laughs> workshopping some premises, uh, and then find our time to strike like an asp biting oh, so at Cleopatra. There's, there's and, no like, there's no like staying in. You know, like you immediately start planning for the next attack do, as yes. soon as the first one fails. Yes, as soon as the first one fails, hmm. then we go back and we say we're going to get him next time. I mean, we we went through this when uh, when Nike launched the Air Jordans, and we tried to do the Air Larry Birds. Yep. Just didn't just didn't work out no, the same way. Yeah, because Larry Bird not not known for his leaping ability. Right, right. And then when uh, when Nike started doing uh, a lot of like underwear, like a lot of like the tighter sportsman underwear, and uh, we, we did the uh, we did the pantaloons, the Reebok pantaloons. <laughs> yep, the Reebok pantaloons. Well. You remember those? I you do. can get them on yeah. eBay now Good, for forty five yeah, yeah. cents. Right. Yeah. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, when Just Do It came out, you guys went with Don't Do It. Yeah, we said Don't Do It because. <laughs> You got there's a lot of dangerous things out there. Yeah, they said, "Hey, just do it." And we said, "This was 30 years ago, by the way. This is four <laughs> seven year cycles ago." Yeah, and uh, they said, "Just do it." And we said, "Not always." <laughs> so we said, "Don't do it," because that's in, right. In fairness, that's good advice. That's very good we, advice. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But now we saw Nike come out with this Kalen Kaepernick campaign, and I don't know mm -hmm. if you've seen this one, but it's got a picture of Kalen Kaepernick who. Uh, kneels during football games. Apparently, I don't know. I didn't hear anything about it. Uh, and he's and it says across his face, "Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything." Yeah, yeah. Well, and he 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 took a bold took a stand, stand yeah. against police brutality. Yeah, apparently it was something about the troops. He didn't care for them. I mean, that's he, not he, accurate. He believed but that and twisted. Yeah, so we went to a light bulb. <laughs> 
Yeah. There's a lot of athletes out there oh, yeah. who are taking very controversial uh, opinions. And they, they're not in ad campaigns at all. We can get them on the cheap. So they can do one Callan Kaepernick. We can do like 20 other athletes that are embroiled in controversy. So, so less famous controversial athletes. Right. But like a, like a flood of them. I'll give you an example, all okay, right? Okay, yeah, I'm, I'll got, be honest. I, I'm not seeing how this is going to work, Jared. We got this guy very, very cheap. Okay. okay. Uh, he's a gentleman. He plays football. Uh, he goes by the name of Michael Vick. Oh boy! And, okay. Uh, well, he doesn't. Does he still? He's, I don't think he plays anymore. And right. also, he. But I mean, you know, neither does Colin Kaepernick. So. Right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. F- fair he doesn't enough. play anymore. And uh, from what I hear, there was something that happened bad about dogs. I don't know. I didn't hear anything. He about was it. operating a dog fighting ring. Right. In his exactly. He was operating a dog fighting ring. So, bam! Time for redemption too. Right. Right. So we have a big picture of Michael Vick's face across it. Okay. And it says. Believe in the proper treatment of dogs, even if it means sacrificing dogs in a dog fighting ring. Hmm. Uh, is what the tag, and then it says wear Reeboks on the bottom because you need to know what the product is. Yeah, I mean and the product is Reebok shoes. The logic's and, a little and, tortured. And athletic wear. Uh, no, because you you what you believe is a very positive message about taking care of dogs. Okay. Even if it means operating a dogfighting ring. But see, how could it possibly mean that? Those feel incongruent. Yeah. Those, well, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing as Colin Kaepernick said, believe in, mm. believe in something, you have to sacrifice everything. This is believe in the positive treatment of dogs, even if it means sacrificing a bunch of dogs in a dogfighting ring. Yeah, see, I, I, I really feel like the Nike slogan, in addition to being... Much more compact. Yeah. 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 This one was a little lengthy. We're going <laughs> to, yeah. we might workshop it a little. I mean, it's I already, would workshop it. we've already got it in all of the places where Reebok advertises. Because it, um, it does, it like does where, make it. <laughs> uh, we've, we've got it in uh, Lacrosse Bi Weekly. We couldn't get it in Lacrosse <laughs> Weekly. Uh, there's uh, one called uh, Elderly Football Digest. Okay. We've got okay, it in. It's all for all football players over 60. Right. Uh, and we've got it inside of um, Former Runners World. Okay, <laughs> for people who like used to run a lot and then they just kind of fell out of That's it. That's a lot of people. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I it, mean, it does really well around March when everybody yeah. <laughs> gives up on their New Year's. I feel like I've seen it in that one. Uh, it's monthly. It's do you want to go to the gym? Oh yeah, do you want to yeah. go to the gym? We advertise it. Do you want to go to the gym too? Uh, we're trying to get a cover story in it with our next guy. Actually, next guy. I don't know if you've heard much about him, uh, but his name is uh, Ben Rothlisberger. Okay. okay. Apparently, yeah, yeah. he had a controversy too. I forget what it was. Can you guys uh, remind me? Of it was a controversy. Uh, he was accused of rape on multiple occasions. He was accused occasions. of rape on multiple yeah. occasions, right? So we've yeah. got a redemption story, right? It's time, right? I'm the holder, I guess. Ever, I don't think he ever really uh, paid any sort of price for his actions. Oh, in that case, you're going to hate this tagline. Because <laughs> okay. this is a. So it's a big picture of Ben Roethlisberger's face, right? And it says. Believe in burgers, even if it's a Rothless burger. Boy, that's, I mean, fun. You it's fun. I think it's fun. You managed fun. to make it not offensive, which is which is kind of impressive because you, you steered completely clear of the oh, whole sexual assault. There's, there's one quick thing. It has a little asterisk in it. And then in the corner, it says um, that I have to legally tell you that I have been accused of sexual crimes <laughs> in the ad. You okay. can't be in an ad without declaring that. Oh, that's, a, that's wow. Yeah. No, that was part of the. Yeah. So Ooh. it was really fun and whimsical about the burgers. And then, it, uh, but, 
But you know, it's good because just like uh, Colin Kaepernick, he had controversy. Right, right. And now he's, uh, you know, going to be the face of Reebok. I'm going to be honest with you, Jared. I feel like you you might be keen on just the controversy and ignoring... All other factors. That's what it is. It's the controversy gets people talking. Uh, yeah, but what the, about the, the the actual play of Michael Vick or the play of Ben Roethlisberger? What yeah. about the play of Colin Kaepernick? I didn't even hear about him. Well, I he, heard he, he was a football player later. I mean, he did. Uh, he played in the Super Bowl. He was the starting quarterback in a team that won the NFC. He had, a, not, he had a couple good years, I would say. Yeah, I think he had like I one, just knew him but. as the guy that wouldn't stand up during the National Anthem. That's all I knew. Yeah, sure. A, I heard about that later. But, I heard about but, it after but, you the know, there's, there's First time I saw the ad, I'm like, what did he believe in? There's Who's that guy? something compelling about his decision to do that. He sure. has made sacrifices, and he had does it, has done it for a cause that most well, would be just. I've got one just. more that I think we can all okay, believe all right, in. All right. I've got one more that I think we can all believe in, all right? I don't know if you heard about this guy. Okay. I used to be a big fan of him back in the day. He goes by the name of uh, Orenthal James Simpson. Uh, oh, OJ. Oh. People, some people call him OJ. I the call Jews. him Orenthal yeah. James. I mean, that's even shorter, yeah, but uh, Orenthal <laughs> James Simpson. Uh, apparently, uh, he was, uh, went to prison for like stealing memorabilia. Yeah. 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 I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Well, he also, he didn't get in trouble, but there was allegations and he was not convicted of a, of a, of a double homicide. I'm going to go ahead and say that he did in fact commit that. No, I didn't hear about that. I just heard he was an art thief. (laughs) (laughs) He was an art thief, and then he went to prison for it. I thought well, that was pretty. Well, bad. that's correct. He's actually, yeah. He's well. In that case, you're really gonna hate this tagline because it's the tagline just has a picture of his face, and it says, "Believe in art." I've never killed anyone. <laughs> wow! Did I thought you, that was a really inspirational thing. Did, did, it really hits the. I'm gonna be honest. The, did you come up with the tagline? Did OJ? No, I wrote all up? those taglines. I'm the, of, I'm the head of Reebok marketing. It's, it's funny that you you claim that you hadn't heard of I've the homicide heard. Case because so in that case, I, that's, that's why I figured you hate. That's this. a very strange <laughs> non sequitur to throw in there. No, because and oddly specific no, at the same time. Think, think about someone who loves so art that they steal it. They've got an artist soul. Those kind of people never kill anyone. <laughs> Doesn't happen. I no mean, you've got an artist's soul. I mean, I, I can't argue with them that one, but I just, it seems wildly uh, just unlikely that you would, you would just by happenstance write that tagline. Well, I come on this podcast, you call me a liar. That's, okay. that's pretty You know strange. what? You're no, right, no, no, Jared. No, no. I'm no. sorry. Shouldn't have done that. Reeboks, uh, Reeboks are going to take over Nike. Just you watch. We've got another 20 in the chamber. We've got one about Maryland football. We've uh-oh. got one about DJ Durkin. Yeah, uh, we've got one about this idea. fella, Jerry Sandusky. I hear he's oh, a Oh, no. Goes. That's uh, really a bad Joe idea. Joe Paterno uh, one. Yeah, I mean, they uh, just I had think, the movie about him that yeah, was not especially yeah. flattering. I think you should maybe just yeah, well, uh, I don't know. Got Jared. a bunch of great stuff in the pipe. I think all the kids are going to be wearing Reeboks. I mean, I don't think they ever have, and I I think that will continue to be the case. Well, I'll send you guys a free pair of Air Sanduskies when they come out, so you guys can enjoy. I don't think I I want a pair. Of all right. Well, thank yeah. you for giving me all this free uh, marketing. I appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Thank you, Jared. Thank you. Thank you, thank you Jared. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Oh, it's wide world of sports. It's wide world of sports. Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this fucking week? This week, whoa, jeez. <laughs> hey, attitude. Yeah, someone sharpened a knife on his face. We've been uh, doing a lot of these. All right, yeah. Well, this is part five of the 50, 50 best trash talk lines in sports history. 
I can't wait for part six next week, guys. I'm going to go ahead and point out that I'll bet almost no one who started reading this article on the internet actually finished it. Well, number 10 is a doozy. Howard Cosell's fearless approach. Howard Cosell said, don't touch me. I'll beat your brains out. Not, uh, not trash talk, just a threat. Well, the relationship yeah. between legendary journalist Howard Cosell and iconic boxer Muhammad Ali was one for the agents. For the Asians. Ages. That's better. After <laughs> Ali. One for the Asians. For all people, right, for really. All people. I think we could all find something They're to love all about Ages. The, yeah. uh, after Ali told him, you can't fight, you can't throw no punches, you don't have no muscles, along with several other quips, first uh, fist pressed to Cosell's chin, the brilliant Cosell responded perfectly. Don't touch me, I'll beat your brains That's out. That's more just a joke. Yeah, but yeah. that was part of their banter. They yeah, had a repartee. Right. That's like a funny don't quip. touch me, I'll beat your brains out. Uh, so number nine, Joe Namath's guarantee. Joe Namath said, we're going to win on Sunday. I guarantee it. Not trash talk. So many of these are even remotely. You know what would be a good one though for a future list is the best guarantees. Yeah. That'd be a fun one. My personal favorites were always the guarantees. No, me too. Oh, I don't know (laughs) what that means. That's true. Uh, so Broadway Joe claimed victory before leading the Jets to an upset of the heavily favored Colts in Super Bowl III. By the way, like, drunkenly popped off and got lucky is how I would describe what happened to Joe (laughs) Namor. Who was also, by the way, not an especially good quarterback. Well, but it was a different era. It was a different era. If he had not gotten drunk and popped off, he would not be in the Hall of Fame right now. That's fine. (laughs) Number eight, Larry Bird calls the shots. Larry Bird said, damn, I didn't mean to leave any time left on the clock. So, uh, and this was after uh, Larry Bird told Xavier McDaniel, I'm getting the ball. I'm going to take two dribbles to the left. I'm going to step back behind the three-point line and stick it. The Sonics never had a chance. Okay. I mean, I feel like the better trash talk is him... Is, is that the guy who was guarding him that he like he I told guess, before he I did guess. it? Yeah, okay. that's, that's actually pretty good. Because that's tra- an awesome piece of trash talk. Right. That's pretty great. Uh, number seven, Mike Tyson gets violent, which is not surprising. Nope. So this is a longer one, and I'm not going to do it in Mike Tyson voice because it would get really, really tough. So he said, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious, the most ruthless champion there has ever been. No one can stop me. Lennox is a conqueror? No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anyone as ruthless as me. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their cloth. There is no one who can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. See, like, they probably could have just gone with, I want to eat his children. Because yeah, I feel like good. that was the, the big takeaway from that. Yeah. But then also, how is it not, I, I don't know, like, how do you not just have everything Muhammad Ali ever said over that one? Sure. Right. But then we also talked about how everything Muhammad Ali said wasn't trash talk. We had this debate in part one of the yeah, five Yeah, if you'll series. remember yeah, way back a month you. and a half ago. Well, it's poetry, but he did also do a lot of trash talk. Right. Yeah. So after this, he knocked out Luciferasi in 38 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> you want to see something terrifying, go back and watch footage of Mike Tyson from the 80s. And it's like, even even in retrospect, you're really worried that these people are going to die. That yeah. like in, in a matter, if, you, if you're left in there for more than 45 seconds, he will actually beat them to death. Oh, yeah. He if was you a play, if you play terrifyingly punch out, boxer. Yeah. Man, no. that takes one hit. <laughs> dead. Fucking dead. Uh, number six, Mark Messier pulls through. He said, we'll win tonight. Again, again, trash talk. Not trash yeah, talk. Not 
Uh, down three to two in the 1994 Eastern Conference Finals against the New Jersey Devils. One captain stood up for his team with a legendary guarantee: "We'll win tonight." And Mark Messier backed it up with a natural hat trick. The Rangers would win Game Seven in double overtime thriller, and the Moose would naturally score the cup-winning goal in Game Seven of the Finals to secure the team's first Stanley Cup in 54 years. Yeah, that's right. I mean, again, an iconic moment in sport. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, like to be remembered, but in no conceivable way. Now that we're in the top five, I just want to point out. This whole list would have been like two parts if you guys didn't spend so much time <laughs> insulting the part before it. Because okay. really, we're don't, running out of time now. Don't get we cocky. It probably would have been oh, four. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Number five, Patrick Roy's comedic sense. Patrick Roy said, I can't really hear what Jeremy Pat- says. Oh, uh, it's Patrick- no, 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 no. Phil got it right. Patrick Roy. <laughs> he said, I can't really hear what Jeremy says because I've got my two Stanley Cup rings plugging my ears. Much as I do fucking hate Patrick Roy. That was freaking amazing. Yeah, that is one. that is a an absolutely a piece of trash talk, and it's yeah. a completely freaking. And I'm not going to do the explanation. Number four, Muhammad <laughs> Ali is a new breed. Muhammad Ali said, "Float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. His hands can't hit what his eyes can't see." You know never, what? Never heard that. That's a piece of trash oh, talk. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how it's not number one. Yeah. Well, let's see. Number three is Shannon Sharp takes over the world. So Shannon Sharp's apparently better than Muhammad Ali. I'm going to, before we hear it, going to go ahead and say that there's no way that Shannon Sharp has beaten out Muhammad Ali. Shannon Sharp said, I'll call the president. President, we need the National Guard. We need as many men as you can spare because we're killing the Patriots. So call the dogs off. Send the National Guard, please. Yep, that's not. I don't know. I I enjoyed it. I I think it's a good bit. I think it's a good bit. Yeah. Uh, Moses Malone's declaration is number two. He said, foe, foe, foe. Uh, the, I'm going to need the explanation for that. The league MVP promising three sweeps in a row and route to the finals victory uh, in 1983. Ooh. Uh, it turned out to be faux fee foe. But 12 and 1, not bad. All right, and number one is Muhammad Ali's victory plans. So Muhammad Ali says, as the number one trash talk in sports history, after the fight, I'm going to build myself a pretty home and use him as a bearskin rug. Listen, it even smells like a bear. I can give him to the local zoo after I whoop him. <laughs> pretty good. That's trash yeah, talk. That, yeah. that, <laughs> no he's going to make him a rug, and then he's going to give him to the zoo. <laughs> What's the zoo going to do with a rug? What's the zoo going to do with a rug? <laughs> the zoo doesn't need a rug. Even, well... Zoos still like nice things. And that brings us to another wide world of a weird sports. So I'm going to find more trash talk articles so we can keep this going forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to a close on the sports. 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 Podcast. Before we go, we're going to bring back Jarek, uh, Jer- Jared. Yeah, his name. Yeah, Jared. Jared, Jared the marketing. It's Jared. Exec, yes, uh, marketing uh, exec from Reebok. Yeah, Did you sorry. get our contact information? Out yeah, there? you can find us on Twitter by going to twittercom sports number three podcast. That's twittercom sports number three podcast. While you're there, make sure to drop by uh, Orenthal James's profile and say hi. Mm, mm. Uh, or you can find us on Facebook by going to facebookcom sports number three podcast. That's facebookcom sports number three podcast. While you're there, make sure to drop by uh, Ben Roethlisberger's uh, site and give it a like. Give it a like for everyone to see. Or you can find us. Yeah, you can find us on SoundCloud by going to soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. That's soundcloud.com slash sports the number three podcast. While you're there, listen to some Chris Brown tracks. He's got some really good stuff out there. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey guys, Joel. Joel. What was the number 27 piece of trash talk again? Bye, Bye, Joel. Joel.